0: You're listening to JFDI with the Two lauras. This is the podcast for social media managers. And in today's episode, we're going to be answering one of those questions that comes up time and time again. And that is whether social media managers should actually be starting their own Facebook groups and building their own communities. Their names are the same. Good friends they became. Together they put their brains, and magic happened. I'm talking about the two Laura's. They'll be your biggest supporters. What the sand and you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two Laura's talking about the two long runs now i had a facebook group when i was just doing social media management which for me was brilliant did you i did probably for a different reason that you did so let's discuss right why did you have a facebook group like what were you trying to achieve from it was it get to get clients Clients, like power hours training And just to sort of grow my presence, if you like. Okay, so I my group was very specific to wanting to do workshops. And in particular, when I very first started it, I wanted it to be local because I did face-to-face workshops. So I wanted basically all small businesses within Worcestershire. I wanted the bad boys in my group. And that's where I sold all of my workshops. So most of your people in your group were local people? At the start, yeah, yeah. And then when I started to do more online training as well, I just widened it then. Nice. Yeah, see, mine wasn't niche like that to start with. Mine was quite broad. So mine probably took longer to grade than yours. Yeah. Well, how big was yours? I can't remember when I closed it, a couple of thousand. Oh, well, was mine wasn't that big. Oh, okay. But I only live in the arse end of Worcestershire. It's <laughs> not living in the metropolis. Okay, so yeah, so, well, that's a po- good point to kick off with isn't there that there's no point having a group unless there's a purpose to that group so we could sit here and say yes every social media manager should have a group which we may still stand by but there needs to be a purpose to it it needs to be part of a funnel essentially yeah definitely and it's a place to get from people from off of your broader social media into much more kind of targeted group however you still have the algorithm at play there so it's not as effective as necessarily an email list, but it is a good funnel to get people on an email list. Yeah, and it's, very good list builder, isn't it, a Facebook Yeah, list. and it's a good way to position yourself. You need to have a purpose. So different reasons why social media managers could have a group. Now, I think, and you may disagree here, Laura, that if you are only doing social media management where you are, uh, as a freelancer, so you have a limited capacity so say five clients each max at any one time I potentially would argue that there isn't as much of a need because you haven't got that high turnover of client yeah however if you are going to be doing one-to-ones training in groups you know master class workshops or you are scaling to a membership course you might want to do membership courses in the future then 100% I don't think there would be an argument as to not, but I think if you're doing purely social media management, I don't, it would be, a, I can't see a point of that. If you don't want to take client, more clients on, or you don't want to train them, you're going to end up just giving away free advice to people yeah. who are able to work with you. So it's, it's just pointless. Yeah. And I think the price point comes into play there, doesn't it? Where you, you're giving a lot of free stuff away. Well, that's fine then. If you're just going to upsell them to a £30, £50 workshop or something, or even a one to one, but, if you're then trying to get someone in a free group to sign up to a contract of a grand month, that, I just don't know whether the group will attract the right kind of people. It depends no. how you position it, I guess. But I think it, it would be a lot of hard work. However, saying all of that, if you think, you know what, I am going to do one-to-ones, I am going to do trainings, it's something I'm going to do next year, then you need a group now. Yeah. You the best time you. to start a group was probably yesterday. So today be the second best time. Yeah, totally. We talked a little bit just now about how a group is good for growing an email list. And I'm sure you'll agree that I think all social media managers should have an email list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a Facebook group is brilliant for growing an email list. And there's a couple of different ways you could do that. You could have a lead magnet that gets their email address before they go into the Facebook group. So you've got very tugs people in that Facebook group. Or you could use your joining questions when people join your groups, so if you set it up well from the beginning. You can use your actual group as your lead magnet, which obviously is one of the things we do with the hub. People have to put their email address in in order to get access to the hub. And you could use group funnels or something like that similar to collect those email addresses. So it can be a really good way of growing your email list. But one other thing to say with that is if if you're strict and you only let people in because they've given you your email address, then that's fine. But if you let people in regardless of whether they've given it, you still need to have an email list builder inside your group to get people to give their email address to you. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's worth being really, really strict on this. I can't see an argument as to why you wouldn't have the question asking for an email address and using something like group funnels. Yeah. Because if someone doesn't want to give you their email address, why do they get free content from you if they're not even willing to give you their email address? Exactly. They're hesitant to give their email addresses because they don't want to have a barrage of emails or to be sold to on email. I know this because I am one of those people. But at the end of the day, you're not there for fun, are you? You're a business. You need an audience of people who are happy for you to sell to them. So having people in there who are clearly not interested in being kind of sold to, I wouldn't let them in. Well, when we're really strict, we are for the hub, they've got we've asked three questions and they have got to answer those questions and we've turned away I should probably look thousands and thousands of people over the last few years because they don't answer the questions and that's tough shit yeah definitely if you don't want to answer our questions why do you want to be in our group yes what should you be giving away in a group like what information what's the purpose of the group what do you do in the group well it's from their perspective and from your perspective it's going to be very different you're wanting to position yourself aren't you you're wanting them to know that you are the go-to person to answer their problems when it comes to social media or or whatever it is that you're going to position yourself as so you're wanting to give content that does that for them they want to understand they want to learn don't they yeah But there's a fine line, isn't there, in in giving that kind of level of content. Yeah. If it's a free group, you tell them what and why. Yeah, not the how. And they have to pay for the how. Yeah. And I think that's a really easy way of, if you're writing a a post or whatever, just thinking, hang on, have I just given them the how for free? Because the how could be, if you want to find out how, click here and it takes them to a sales page. Yeah. And that's always how I've done, you know, used to have that in the back of my mind when i had migraine it's not actually difficult there's still a lot of content that you can provide and and be able to explain and justify why these people need these things and why they need to be implementing reels for example but you're not going to help to do that because that's what they're going to sign up and do a one-to-one with or your next workshop is how to master reels what have you so it's not difficult yeah i would definitely agree with that so, when it comes to actually like managing a group if you're if you're going to start out a Facebook group expectation wise how much time is it going to take? How much time should you be in the group? How much should you be giving? how many people's questions should be be answering well the my advice in terms of how much how active you should be would be to start as you need to go on. You want to please, don't you so you're in that all the time you're answering all the questions you're you know going live all the time and actually the reality is you know two three four five six whatever weeks down the line your energy levels will be running low so i would say to be mindful of what you actually think you can achieve on an ongoing basis and in terms of replying to people's comments all the time obviously that's the whole point of the group but it doesn't always have to be you the best thing for you to do is to try to encourage a community and to get other people to try to help respond to questions because if at the start you're the only one who answers questions then that is what will become expected in that group Yeah, and also, if you are always the first person to answer on a post, it kind of puts other people off commenting, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. They'll just think, well, this is even if I know the answer, I'm not going to comment on that because I know Laura will be along soon to answer and, and she's the expert. So the community then doesn't support the rest of the community, not out of spite or anything, just because they think, oh, I'm not the best person to answer that. And um, so it's really as much as it at the start you're like, oh, I need to make sure I answer every question. You can answer them, but maybe try and wait for other people to have already answered them. And actually maybe some of that should form like your group onboarding, maybe setting out the expectation and explaining to people that, that this isn't just a Facebook group, this is a community. And encouraging each other to try and help each help each other out. And like if you set that expectation at the beginning, you know, if you know the answer, please give the answer and then other people don't have to wait for me to come along and encourage in that kind of community sort of sense, isn't it? That's a really nice Facebook group to be in, isn't it? Yeah. And I think how often to show up, I think you've got to treat it like you would any other like, platform, a Facebook page or an Instagram account, and you're going to have to test <laughs> But you need to be consistent, and you do need to show up. At the end of the day, if you're not showing up, then the algorithm isn't going to work in your favour. Then, when you do want to post something, so trying to post regularly to get engagement, get people commenting, is a great way to to just keep showing up. But I don't, I don't think there's a set amount of time, would you? No, I don't think so. No, I think even like going back to like commenting on people's posts. The more people, obviously, you engage with, the more likely they are to see when you post. Yeah. So do maybe spend some time making sure that you do that. But no, I think as long as you're regular and consistent, I don't think there's a set amount of time you need to be showing up for. You essentially don't want to have a group that you don't really have anything to do. And then you think, right, I'm going to go sell this workshop. Oh, and I'll go and post it in my group. You know, I think that's fairly obvious. It just doesn't work like that, does it? There's a lot of legwork that has to go into building a, engaged audience on Facebook and we all know that it's not the easiest of platforms but if you put in the work it pays dividends at, at, at the end so don't just see it as a quick win because it really really isn't you know the algorithms are at play and it isn't always easy so be mindful of making the decision to start a group if you're not committed to kind of sticking it through and having a proper strategy. So. When it comes to strategy, do you post in your group as yourself or your page? Ooh, ooh, good question. I would say yourself. Depending. depending. No. <laughs> See, there, uh, so if we post as ourselves in the hub, as you will know, because we want people to know us as individual people, and people buy from people and all that jazz. But we also have people who help us in the group, so they have a, another page that they are kind of admin on. Back in the day when I had my group that I ran, I don't think I would ever have commented as virtually savvy. I would have always commented as me because at the end of the day, you know, as a freelancer, people were buying my courses, signing up to my things. They want to therefore know that they're talking to me. And if they're in, if you're a page, you just don't know, they don't know who they're really chatting to. Yeah. And I think as well, it comes to it back to the algorithm as well, doesn't it? If you have always been engaging on people's posts as yourself, but then you want to sell and you post as the page, if the page is never engaged with anybody, no one's probably going to see that post. Oh. So you kind of need to be strategic in that way. Yeah, without doubt, we're we're very strategic when it comes to that. In our, you know, there's reasons why we do and we don't, and we generally will stick to them unless we do it by mistake. Yeah, definitely. Right, so. In terms of building a community, do you think it has to be on Facebook? No. Where else could we do it? My opinion, like for me, I would have only ever done a Facebook group because people are already on Facebook, aren't they? So they're going to see your content if they're scrolling through your feed and you've put it in the Facebook group. They, they're more likely to see it. They don't have to go out of their way to go and find it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. But that isn't always right for everybody and everybody's audiences. So I would say that... Other options could, be, and I'm not saying that they're going to be the right options or would work well. In fact, I've got opinions probably of all of them, but there are there's LinkedIn groups, but I'm not entirely sure how effective they are. No, I've never used a LinkedIn group. Hello. There's things like WhatsApp. We've been in a few communities, haven't we, that WhatsApp is their main kind of community discussion. Yeah, although I think it's fair to say that we did not enjoy those, did we? we did. No, and I personally wouldn't recommend it. If it's, it's, uh, it's possibly okay for a tiny, small, like, mastermind or something, a, like, paid group. Yeah, it's not. It's just they're too busy. And when people start talking about their jobs, when you just want to go and see the, the, you know, the quick wins, it's really hard to navigate through WhatsApp. But it does work for some people. So, again, that's just our opinion. And because of what we've experienced, but obviously your audiences are going to be different. So we have been in memberships that have their community on slack we have our next level membership which obviously is all run via slack it works really well it's nice and organized it's a calmer environment than having big busy groups there's less of an algorithm issue yeah and although you don't have that algorithm issue obviously you are still requiring somebody to go out of their way to go and open up slack and go and see what you've posted in there Because you're not going to suddenly stumble across that content like you would if it was a Facebook group and you're in the Facebook app. And so I think Slack is great, but you do need to go out of your way. Yeah. So the benefits are you're going to see every single post because you're not having to worry. Like we are constantly searching the inner hub, still finding posts that we haven't seen because the algorithms aren't being friendly. Whereas Slack, we can see every single comment. But yeah, as Laura says, we're expecting somebody to go and use another platform essentially but it does work well so there are they're the only ones i can think of at the top of my head there's plenty of other apps out there that you could use you know like telegram and stuff and i mean you could even have like a private instagram account or something yeah or you could even if you you know if you want to go all in you build yourself a forum on a website bit old school but it's you know again it works for some people doesn't it so uh, facebook group's are easy because they're free we're all there anyway but do make sure that you consider your audience because not everybody feel very niche and potentially your niche isn't on facebook and it might not be the right one for you wait what people not on facebook that is bizarre i know it's unheard of isn't it but (laughs) so just to sort of sum up the podcast we are saying that we think Facebook groups being be a really good idea for a social media manager, right? As long as they have a kind of strategy, a plan in place, they have an end goal. Yeah, obviously. Like, don't suddenly think to yourself, oh, I'm going to open a Facebook group today. Put some time and thought into it. Really understand what it is you are creating it for because it can be time consuming and it is another platform that you're adding to your workload and committing to, right? It's a commitment. and th- But that's not to say it has to last forever. Like mine, I've just, you know, bumped into Laura Moore one day. Next thing I know, we've got a whole new business. And my Facebook group, it just became obsolete. It's still there. <laughs> people are still waiting for the next tip. <laughs> I, don't know, well, I, I at least archived mine so people are not sitting there waiting. Yeah. Wondering when I'm going to show up. I wonder whether I did archive it in the end. Obviously, you know, if I was to suddenly have to re this, it's not a case of, oh, well, I'll just go and post in there tomorrow and suddenly people are going to buy from me. Obviously, that's not going to be the case, but it doesn't have to last forever. And there there are lots of people who do pop-up groups for particular kind of launches and, you know, to sell certain products. So there's, you know, if that's part of your strategy, then yes, it can work really well. It doesn't have to be forever. Absolutely agree. And on that note, if you would like more help from us with growing your social media business, Come and find us in our Facebook group, the Social Media Managers Hub. You can get there directly by going to the SocialMediaManagersHub.com, or come and say hello on Instagram. You will find us at the Two Lauras and we will see you in the next episode.